Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 192. We're going to talk about the post-game meeting, some do's and don'ts. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as I mentioned every week, if you take advantage of that EFP20 discount, it helps to support the podcast, and it also helps save you an additional 20% on an already great product. So also, let's talk about becoming a patron. If you can afford to, if you're in a position where you can help us, please go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We're talking about $5, $10, or $20 a month. Coach Don and I really do appreciate the patrons that we have. Uh, They have kept this thing chugging along, uh, but we're really close to being in a break-even situation. We've had a couple of months during the course of this entire five years now that we've done the podcast where we actually broke even. We would like to start to see that happening more consistently. So if we can get another eight or ten of you to jump on board, depending upon what level of support you decide to sign up for, we can actually keep this thing rolling and, and growing forever. Tori, that's the only way we, you know, generate revenue to send T-shirts to kids and to, right. you know, subscribe to all the uh, platforms that we are broadcast on and so forth. Yeah. So uh, if you're in a position where you can, if you see value in what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, post-game wrap-up, the post-game meeting. This will have to be another one of the many times that we talk about what I wish I would have done, how stupid I used to be, I can't believe I was dumb enough to do that kind of topic, because unfortunately in my later years, I've come to see that a lot of what I thought was a really strong approach, really good strategy, a way to really reach the players and send a message. This was the time. And it wasn't really the time. It definitely wasn't the right way. And so... You know, one of the things that, that I've shared that was always a blind spot for me and continued in you know, my entire career is whenever we would play poorly, whenever we would lose, to me, it was always personal. I could never get to the point in my mind of, you know, that they really did the best they could. I could never get to the point of, you know, everybody has a bad day once in a while. I always had this like burning, nagging feeling in my pit of my stomach that was like, they didn't care enough. They didn't try hard enough. They didn't work hard enough. They didn't prepare enough. You know, all these different things. And when it would rear its ugly head in a bad performance, that personal level of anger and frustration and disappointment would lead to just a lot of really dumb stuff that was totally unproductive and didn't, it did nothing, never did anything to help the team play better the next game or the next day or the next practice. It's interesting though, Toria, maybe it was the times or whatever, because it seemed like the right thing at the time. That was when we had the opportunity to have the most impact because it was fresh for everybody. We were all right there. It it happened. And uh, so let's talk about how we can avoid that in the next performance. And and we're about to play another game or, you know, we've got another game tomorrow. So what better time than right now to, to share that? But 
again, it's exciting when we get a chance to look back and figure out if there was a way for us to maybe have done it better. Right. Well, and, and one of the things everybody's come to grips with as they've listened to the to all our podcasts is, you know, that the time and era that we grew up in and the way that we were coached is clearly something that has zero chance of success anymore. It right. was uh, just a totally different world. You know, there's the scene in uh, one of the greatest movies ever, A League of Their Own, when Jimmy Dugan is talking about, you know, there's no crying in, in baseball, you know, and there's no crying in softball. That was kind of the way we grew up. My manager called it me is a talk. My, my manager called me a walking pile of, and you know, my parents drove all the way from Michigan to see me play the game kind of thing. And you know, we were just used to that, you know, being yelled at, being, you know, lectured to, mm-hmm. being embarrassed and and all of that was just called out right there in the group and and unfortunately i think some of that you know deep-seated history was always part of the filter through which we saw things as as coaches here's the message i wanted us to deliver today first thing you have to do is learn from my biggest mistake ever is it's really not personal when the kids screw up sometimes they're just screwing up they're just messing up it's not that they're lacking in effort or lacking in or whatever it is, you know, they really are just making a mistake. You know, I think sometimes if we keep it into perspective of, you know, they're, they're not messing up on purpose. They're not trying to embarrass me. They're not trying to make me look as a coach look stupid. You know, again, because why did it always bother me so much when my team played badly? I thought people would think that maybe meant I was a bad coach. It was a reflection of us. Right. Yeah. So getting past that personal attack feeling, you know, getting past the, uh, you know, that, that pit of the stomach where when your team plays poorly when a player struggles, it has become such a personal at- assault and, and, and attack on you. Is I think that's leading us to a lot of bad decisions and in, in the messages that we're delivering and how we're trying to deliver them to the teams after we're done playing. Yeah, no, and I think too, our, you know, whether we're digging on them or whatever we're doing as coaches, we're always trying to set them up for future success. Right. And, you know, like you're saying right now, sometimes now that ruffling the feathers might not be the best way to uh, create a better environment for our next. And just like everything else that we talk about, I think what I wish I had done then that I didn't, that I think I would tell all coaches now is that you really have to have a strategy in place. You have to have a, almost like a script in mind of how you're going to, to handle, do it best. I yeah, think how you're, right. you're going to yeah. handle these different yeah. situations. So if we play the worst game that we've ever played in the biggest, most important game of our lifetimes, how do we handle it? What do we say? And, and I'm going to go A, B, C. Right. And we need yep. to have a plan. We need to have, you know, you know, just like we talk about having a practice plan, we need to have a post-game speech plan. You know, some, in some cases, I think we probably needed to rehearse and, and practice a little bit to make sure that we're hitting on the right points. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nothing wrong with that. I think right. that's great. And, and what I think you, you, you mentioned before, Don, that is, is part of the, the challenge here is it can be a great time to make a point or to send a message or to teach somebody something that's going to help them be better in the future. But we have to make sure that we're understanding the circumstances and the delivery and the way to actually accomplish that. Nice. You know, yeah. Whenever I was having a post-game rant and would have them you know, <laughs> sitting out on the outfield grass for 45 minutes or an hour, you know, get, everybody's getting a sunburn because... I was going to say, you're starting a fire. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I had to vent all my frustration. It could have been productive, but I don't think it ever really was. And, you know, it might have had a chance to have set a message or change the outcome for a future game or for the next practice or whatever, but I don't think it really ever did. And so because, again, because I made it so personal and because it was 
off the cuff, flying off the handle, without any guidelines, without any idea of where this discussion was really supposed to go, it ended up being really nonproductive. And so the thing I I think our, our coach prep, really the point of the day today is start to plan in your mind, start to plan specifically for how you're going to handle these different situations. Have a strategy in place, have a a cue card or whatever it is in your pocket so that, you know, one side is, hey, we played great. How do we have a really productive post-game meeting? We played like absolute something else. And how do we manage that? And how are we going to make it something positive? And, you know, the one golden rule, Stan mentioned it earlier, that I think a lot of times that we as coaches should really be taking to heart is that the worse you play, probably the less time you spend rehashing it, the better. So the, the shorter the, the meeting, the, the worse you play, the shorter the meeting. And now that doesn't mean that, you know, that we can't hit on a couple of key points, but just think how refreshing it would be for your team. For a lot of teams, no matter how we play, we always have a big giant meeting after every game. So, and if we have a bad day, we have a really long, angry, frustrated, disappointing lecture lecture type meeting. How refreshing and how shocking it would be for your players. The worst game you've played this year, have a three-minute meeting where you hit on one or two key points, you talk about what you're going to work on for the next game, and you're done. Wow. But if you've rehearsed it in your mind, if you've got that cue card with a couple of really key points that you're going to touch on, and it could be something as simple as, that's the worst game I've seen us play all year. We've got to do better. We're going to work on this, this, and this you know, to make sure that we do better tomorrow. I'm going to you know, do a better job as a coach so we're better prepared, and we're going to come back tomorrow, and we're going to kick butt. I think that having that plantory is gold. I think that's yeah. great because that's just comforting for you as a coach too to, you know, already establish how you're going to, you know, work through those tough games or whatnot. And um, the other thing that's coming to mind too for me is where we do it. I mean, we might not always be able to go out to the outfield of the field that we just played in because somebody else is going to come and play there. Right. So be selective in, in where we address the the right. post-game stuff too. But. Yeah. but so make it less personal. Make it as short and sweet as you possibly can. Make it something that you've rehearsed, that you've planned for. Because that day's coming. Right. And yep. and the, the reality of it is you're going to have great days. You're going to have God-awful days. You're going to have days that are in between. And the more you're prepared to handle each of those in a productive and positive way that's going to... Here's the thing I want to make sure everybody understands. Every time I ranted at a team, it's because I wanted them to do better. Yeah. I was I was searching for a way to help them do better, yeah. but my system was so misguided that it didn't accomplish what I was trying to accomplish. And so instead of solving the problem or solving the issue or, or, or making it more likely that we wouldn't make the same mistakes again by pounding on and pounding on and pounding on the same things over and over again, all I did was probably reinforce the idea that we're going to have another bad day. So <laughs> you're, you're always so tough on yourself on well, all that stuff, Tori. Your groups were amazing. So well, you had some good magic in there. Here, here, here's the thing I, th- I think about all the time though, Don, and this is something that, that maybe will be helpful for our coaches. We won a lot of games. I mentioned it before. My coaching record at the college level is something like 900 ish, like almost 900 wins. You know, I coached at the high school level. I've coached at the travel ball level. So, I mean, I've been lucky enough to, you know, to be the coach of a team that's won a heck of a lot of games. were always good. But the thing that I can't help but think back now is even, you know, some of those years that we were really good and had great success, that if I would have known then what I know now, if I would have been smart enough then to use some of what I know now and 
even you know five, six years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, I still would have made some of the same mistakes that I wouldn't make today. What we're always hoping will happen is that, that the coaches that listen to our stuff will hopefully be able to avoid some of the same mistakes, that's, some of the same... That's the gold of the podcast. Yeah, some, yep. some of the same you know, heartbreak that, that we've gone through and end up you know, getting to have just more of the fun and, and less of the heartache. You know, the old expensive experience versus inexpensive experience. If you can avoid some of the mistakes I made by listening to us talk about it so you don't do the same stupid stuff that I did then it's golden. We're, we're going yeah. going in the right direction. Yeah. If, yeah. If, you, if you only do half the stupid stuff I did, I'll be happy. Right. If you can do none of the stupid stuff I did and learn you know, the lessons the easy way, I'll be really, really happy because then all of this stuff that we're doing with the podcast is going to be well worthwhile. But the most important thing is have a plan. You know, we always talk about being organized, being systematic, having an idea before you step into the game of what it is that you should be doing. You know, we talk about, you know, every single podcast about nobody practices enough. Be prepared for this too. Well, yeah. Coaches, you don't practice this stuff enough and that's why we're not good at it. I didn't practice it enough. That's why I was not good at it. Right. I really wish now I'd spent a little bit more time in the mirror practicing. What am I going to say when we really stink and how am I going to deliver it? So it still feels like uplifting and positive versus downgrading and demeaning. So practice it like you would want to practice anything else. So that's going to wrap up number 192. Please make sure you support our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. And again, become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your Square Cuts training discs there. You also have access to the blogs and the YouTube channel. And as always, please make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I want to make sure we're talking about stuff that you're interested in. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.